welcome everybody to the latest episode of Two Wizards and a Mic, where the weather is trying to kill us. I'm right by a fan and an air conditioner. Andrew's outside. And uh, yeah, hi. We're two people that like to talk about D&D and we're old. And we have a topic today that I'm just dying to rip into. So, uh, Andrew, before we start... What is update? What's going on with Kickstarter land? And is there anything new? Yes. Uh, Travis continues to work through the art. So the book Monsters of the Dungeon, I'll put the link below. Um, the newest book you can pre-order and it has seven chapters with 124 new monsters. The most we've ever made. Um, nice. Four About four of those chapters, Travis has done the art. So we're ahead of schedule. Kick ass. That is exciting. I want my book tomorrow. Sounds good. <laughs> I'm not sure how to start this. So <laughs> there's this place called the internet. <laughs> and sometimes it goes a little sideways. And uh, there's this thing that it collides with all the time called reality mm -hmm. now i don't want to be too harsh on this subject because <laughs> i guess some people need it it seems to be very important but i've never done this and i never will because um there's life and there is no such thing as bumpers on that life you can't cushion or protect everything um would you like to talk or introduce the subject for today? Sure. Today we're going to talk about session zero. No! Oh, so we're not here to tell people how to play the game. We just talk about topics in the game. And if somebody finds something interesting, they might want to add to their game. That's great. If they just want to listen to the conversation. That's great. Shane and I actually don't have to agree. That's fine. So if you want to have a session zero, go ahead. Um, today, we're going to talk about session zero more closely. Maybe Shane and I will agree. Maybe we'll disagree. And of course, there's many different tables. So people really want to do that. That's great. Um, however, uh, my point of view is that it's not necessary. Not at all. Um, by some people now, they consider it best practice, um, which I think is hilarious that you have something called best practice for a game. <laughs> um, and they think it's a good idea. So let's look at session zero. Let's look at what it is and if it is based on any anything real. <laughs> um, the dungeon masters and players meet up to discuss expectations. Now, this is in general what the session zero is. It's held before the game. You don't actually play the game. And it usually takes most times, I'd say anywhere from 30 minutes to a few hours. Um, so right away, I have to ask, why are you doing this if it has nothing to do with the game, because you're not playing the game itself. Um, so I think very easily you can discuss expectations before you play. You could do that online. 
You could do that on the phone. You could do that just before the game starts. And it doesn't take that long. It's a game. It's not super complicated. This isn't rocket science. <laughs> it's a bunch of people yeah. around throwing dice and elves are attacking wizards. It's for fun. That's that's how I'm going to describe D&D from now on. It's uh, elves attacking wizards. So <laughs> what is it exactly? So the dungeon master leads this session zero and everybody gets to have input into the campaign. Now, for me, this part of it, I think that makes more sense for new dungeon masters. But overall, if you're going to give away what a story is about, it's going to be a lot less interesting. So I think it's great to get input from players. Like sometimes I'll survey our groups every few months and I'll say, what kind of monsters are you interested? What kind of settings are you interested in? I'll take that into account. Right. And if I want to start a new campaign, like we're going to do soon, I will tell the players what it's going to be about and, if somebody had big reservations about it, I would I would take that in, I would consider that. But in general, a storyteller, one of the great things about stories is that you don't know what's gonna happen and you don't know the plot and you don't know what's gonna happen in the end. So I think a lot of the mystery is taken away if the players have too much input into a campaign. So here's some reasons. Here's the top 10 reasons that I, I've found and I've heard to have session zero. First, we'll look at what they are. So number one, it's a way to organize your schedule for the, when, the, when the game's going to happen. Yeah. Uh, number two, a chance to get to know each other. Number three, a chance to set up a framework so that if any problems come up, you can deal with them. And number four, this makes everybody feel at ease having this session. Number five, it gets people excited to play the game. Number six, it helps the group connect their characters as a party of heroes. Number seven, you can set clear expectations, the table rules, the style of the game, and teach people that people are different. People want different things in this game. Uh, number eight, you can include rolling up your characters as part of the session zero. Number nine, you can talk about the campaign theme, give out information for the characters, give their money out and have them buy equipment, have the players get the equipment for the characters. Number 10, you can discuss the rules and any homebrew rules you might use. Okay, so that's that's the top 10 ideas I've found for why you might have a session zero. Uh, I would consider most of this a zombie lie. And what's a zombie lie? It's something that a few people have decided and they just repeat over and over. And for some reason, more people believe it. Even though <laughs> if you look at it, it's actually not true. So I think in yeah. general, overcomplicating and overthinking something that's actually quite simple. Um, it's like an office having a meeting to decide whether you should have a meeting. And I actually, I, I was part of that once when I worked in the school system. We actually had a, a union meeting once to decide if we were going to have a meeting. So 
about five minutes, five minutes into this meeting, I figured that out. And I said, are we seriously having a meeting to decide to have a meeting? And the organizers said, yes. And I got up and I left. <laughs> um, oh my God. <laughs> it's like having a meeting when you don't need to, when you can send an email out and somebody can read something in five minutes. And why did you have to have a meeting? Uh, this is a game. Why would you have a meeting to have a game? Would you do this when you're playing Monopoly or Settlers of Catan or, or Mario Kart or would you do this as well? So number one, <laughs> organizing your schedule. You don't have to have a meeting to do this. You can oh. email each other. You can decide this really quickly <laughs> before you start playing. Number two, get to know each other. Do you really need to bond with the people before the game that you're playing with? You're playing with them? Like, that's what the <laughs> game is about. That's that's a reason to play games. <laughs> I think every human interaction before it happens has to have a pre-meet. So, okay, we're going to be doing this project together. So we're going to meet first and we're going to talk about how what life is all about. And then after that, then we'll get to work. Like. <laughs> It reminds me of somebody I knew who used to, we'd meet, we'd arrange to meet and then he'd phone me about half an hour before we'd arranged every time to say, are we meeting? Um, number three, solves any problems that come up. Actually, life does not work like this. I, having, I can't stop laughing. Oh my having, God. Having this, having this session is not going to solve any problems that come up. Um, what will solve problems that come up is being adults or mature teenagers who's, who are playing the game. Um, and you can actually talk things out if something comes up. But most of the time, our tables where people are playing board games and tabletop games Places where there are disastrous relationships and things coming up? No, they're not. Because they're playing a game. <laughs> we need to make it a safe space first. Yeah, it's uh. a game. Um, number four, makes everybody feel at ease. If people are being feel really uncomfortable about playing a game, um, session zero is not the answer. No. Uh, number five, gets everybody excited. Excited? You need a meeting before the game you're playing to get excited about the game. A way to, a way to really fun thing to do if you want to be excited is play a game. Um, so, so far, none of these I see as actual truth. Uh, number six, helps the group connect as a party of adventurers. This actually happens in the game. Again, this is why this is such a great game. Um, number seven, clear expectations, table rules, style of game. It's good to have expectations. There's no reason to sit around for 30 minutes or an hour to talk about it. You can make it very clear. You can do it before you start. You could do it. We actually have a web um, page or a Facebook page that we use to organize things. Uh, you can discuss a lot of that there. A lot of this 
is are things you can cover very quickly. And if you wait for the game, it's going to take up, it won't take up that much time, but it's going to get in the way of playing the game too. So it's easier, I find, to do it before you actually get together. But if you want to do it, it's only going to take a few minutes when you sit down. Um, on rare occasion, it might be longer, but the idea that you need this long, lengthy meeting, uh, I don't I don't see well, that. Well, I mean, come on, Andrew. You and I, we meet for about four or five hours before every episode. I mean, we got to plan <laughs> everything down to the letter. we got to make sure that we're, you know, using the right phrases, using the right words. Uh, you know, we we got to we got to harness that that culture, man. We got to get in there. <laughs> All right. Um, the A three is in. Roll up characters. Well, the way I find that the easiest way to deal with this is to have players do it before you get to the table. People actually yeah. arrive with their characters made, and then sometimes as the dungeon master, I will look them over, but. That's usually for newer groups, newer players. For the most part, you know, you can do this before you arrive, and there's no reason to have it as part of yeah. the first session. Uh, number nine, you, the idea that you need to talk about the campaign theme or info for characters. Um, a lot of that stuff for characters, again, you can do before or during the first session. It can actually be a, a natural part of the of the session especially first level, you're not going to have very much. You have barely any gold to spend. You're not going to have that much equipment. Um, I just took a look here to see in case there's a bear wandering by. <laughs> <laughs> That's um, true. You live in a bear infested area. I do. Yeah. Or you got to be careful in your backyard. <laughs> so um, yeah. And the idea of, of talking to the players about the campaign theme, I mentioned that briefly Again, you could do it before the session. And really, you know, a lot of this stuff, if you expect to be, if you expect as a dungeon master and players to be playing right away, you do need to prepare things beforehand. So that's the kind of stuff you can do before, you know, before the game. Um, and the last one, number 10, rules and homebrew rules. Most groups that I know of, they don't have that many homebrew rules, and it's quite straightforward. Again, I think you can talk about this beforehand. This is kind of housekeeping, these sort of housekeeping bits. I don't think you need to have a session where you're not playing, where you talk about it. Um, the, the groups that have an extensive changes to the rules, you might need to clarify that more. But again, I think that that can be done beforehand so you don't actually get in the way of the story and the game uh, a lot of games have set up and sometimes dungeons and dragons has more than many games but that doesn't mean that you need to have this you know special meeting beforehand um, it actually doesn't take that long especially if you have players prepare their characters that's the thing that takes the most time um, and it only takes time when you're getting to know the game, once you know it, like I, I'm doing another NPC book right now, you know, you just fly through, especially first level characters. Oh, I mean, totally. they barely have any hit points. They have very little money. They have little equipment, not many spells. It's, it's pretty easy to make a character. So overall, 
I, I just don't think that they're, they're actually real reasons uh, for most groups to, to do this. Um, I think it's over intellectualizing something that's actually quite fun. And the idea that you're never going to have issues that comes that come up, of course, that'll happen. Um, it happens with human beings. But regardless, and regardless of whatever framework you have, it's still going to happen. Well, exactly. I mean, every single thing here uh, can be, I mean, the organize uh, your schedule. That is pretty much the only thing that's absolutely necessary prior to, you know, showing up. Hey, guys, five o'clock at Joe's house. Bring your character. That's all you need to know. You, you might need to know how to get there. But beyond that, forget it. I mean, I'm laughing at all. To Like, I was cry laughing earlier because these are so opposite of being able to, I mean, not just D&D, but anything. Like, would you go to, like, I don't know, a soccer match or a friendly softball game or something where all of these rules were listed or all of these things or suggestions were made? It's like, for some reason, there's this underlying, like, satanic panic that's still in the game that people think is is a real thing. So you got to like check all the boxes and make sure everyone's going to be okay with it. And, but here's the thing, like, as you said, we're all adults. We can show up. I didn't know the house rules when I started playing at your place. And guess what? I learned them organically in like the first or second session. When there's critical roles, there's a big dice that comes out. What is that for? Oh, hey, there's going to be these things that if, if there's a critical miss or, or, or a natural 20, you get a bonus or you get a punishment. It's pretty straightforward. It's not like there's, you know, a lot of Newtonian uh, quantum physics that I'm going to have to understand. And and I take real issue with the whole idea of, of making sure everyone feels at ease. Now, there's going to be people that require that. They're, they're, the way that their brain works, their mental status, whatever it is, their stress triggers, whatever. Sure. Find a group that is open to doing that, that lays down the groundwork, makes it a safe space, and you feel good about being there, and all that kind of stuff is. But again, we're adults. We are human beings. We're all different. We all perceive everything differently. And you know what? People are going to butt heads. They're, you're going to be unhappy about something. You're going you're to make somebody upset about something because of how you played the game. And you know what? They bring it up. They say, hey, guys, uh, you know, uh, I didn't like that part of it. And it's like, OK, great. So we'll solve it somehow. And if we can't, then you don't necessarily have to play here. You could play somewhere else. Find a group that works better for you. Like, I remember uh, having a group years ago where there was a clash between between players and I relied on them being adults. I kept getting those questions. Oh, so-and-so did that or said this or played this way and that rule I didn't like. What are you coming to me for? No one threw anything. No one tried to throw the table over. No one brought out a weapon and tried to attack another player. I'm sure I'd get involved then. But play style? The character, you did like what the character did? Well, 
then have your character react to that in the game. That is this that person is having fun playing their character. The character did something your character didn't like, or was it that you didn't like? Like there's a very clear line of the person and the game. Yeah. There are things in the game where I'm like, oh crap, they they really screwed my character over. But then you turn around and like, well, my character's gonna do this. Or that. Or maybe the character won't care. Mm-hmm. But ultimately, you gotta recognize the reality like uh, of certain things. So so yeah, session zero, which again uh I was unfamiliar with, did not realize this was a thing. I read the show notes that you wrote out, and I'm like, what the hell is that? Mm-hmm. Google? Session zero? Okay, I found a few people giving some you know, some reasonable advice about what you know a, a first session could be like. But my instant reaction was like, well, why like this, this, and this, you could just play the game and figure it out. Like it's, it, you don't have to have like a, a UN emergency session to get everyone in a room and talk about all of the ups and downs of, you know, invading another country are going to be like, like, I don't know. It just, it weirded me out. And then I'm sure you found it that extensive 9,000 page long Reddit post, yeah, which basically covers everything Mm -hmm. and i walked away after kind of skimming that because i started reading it in earnest going oh i should understand this whole thing and after about you know i don't know two sentences i thought oh no wait a minute i've just walked into a bomb that's about to explode and it's not necessary like there are things that sure as you and i acknowledge that probably you know will happen in the natural gameplay and i don't know hanging out with people because I didn't know really anybody. I when I started mm-hmm. playing with you, I knew like two people and other people came in. I have befriended those people. Uh people that 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 like, I I it just blows my mind that that there needs to be this level of of perceived control at in a game. Playing sorry, not just in a game, playing a game. Yeah. Like this is before you actually roll any dice. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, and also, so, again, you know, going back to, you know, it's a game, it's for fun. If you don't like the group or if things really don't work out, just get another group. Like, that is not hard these days. It's a more difficult, I understand, if you're living further out of a big city, maybe. But with the internet, with the popularity of the game, it's a totally different world now. It was harder when the game started in the 70s and 80s, sometimes to find many different groups, but not anymore. Um, and sometimes that happens. Um, you know, when I came back to D and D in fifth edition, I had a group for about 20 sessions, a few months, and then things, it just didn't work. Um, I think actually what happened was one player got really upset because his paladin just got the, you know, what beat out of him. He didn't actually get killed, but he was, he took it really personally, which happens sometimes with players and their characters with many different kinds of games and in sports. Um, And he was so upset. I think that's the reason the group fell apart. And then I start, and then I started a new group and we started playing the next week. Uh, I took two players (laughs) from the former group and now we've been playing for, I think it's 10, it might be 10 years this, no, I think it's nine years this fall. So, yeah, I, I think, you know, something came up, 
it's probably 10 years ago now where people felt they had to be very careful about what they said and what they did all the time. And I think it comes from a good place originally of wanting to respect other people. And, and I think that's great and make sure people are feeling comfortable. Of course, that's a good thing, but it can be overdone when you're meeting about having a game. I think it's, yeah. I think you're over, it's overdone. Um, and it's, I think it is moving out of the society again. I think things have started to turn around. I say that though, being here in Canada, I think in Canada, it's going to take longer for the change to happen because some of this has been institutionalized in schools and workplaces more, but I know in the U S things are starting to move away from this coddling. Um, and you know, again, like we said at the beginning, if, if somebody really wants to do it, and it works for them fine nobody should be able to nobody should tell another person how to run their game um what we wanted to do today was look at it examine all the reasons for having it and going you know in our opinion are those valid reasons like do you really need to do it well exactly and that's the thing i mean even the dungeon master's guide and the player's manual do kind of state in the different in different ways that it's a game and uh Hey, hi! Behind you, uh, the, the, all the lights went on. It's awesome. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but they, there's the the uh, that element where they actually say that this is just a game. There are things that there are going to be rules. This book you don't like, you don't have to use them. Right. Just use it as guidelines. And I just think that that the over reliance on this weird cultural structure thing uh just doesn't work at all in reality and like like you're saying earlier like it just it doesn't stop based in reality these are things that you know people think they have to do but in reality playing the game kind of solves all these problems anyway um yeah exactly actually when you when you exactly when you're running it and of course you can have some you know, we talked about, you can explain some of these things beforehand and then maybe at the beginning of the session, but a lot of what is talked about here can actually be done as a natural part of the game. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, and that's yeah. why it's such a great game. It's that's part of it. The table is where everything can be worked out. And if there are ever any issues, interpersonal stuff, there's like, mm-hmm. like, do, do you, uh, do that when you go out in the world? Do you have to like walk down the street and make sure everyone knows what the rules are? What rules? There's no rules in life. Come on. Yeah. That's the whole D&D thing is based around this is a different reality where you're playing a character and there aren't really any rules. Sure, the book has rules. But in, you know, if your character decides, hey, I'm going to go wander through that glade for a while. You guys carry on. I'm going to go do that. Yeah. You know, then of course people at the table would be like, what? Okay, sure. I guess the DM might be like, that's weird, but all right. Uh, your character goes to wander for the next two hours and the party leaves you behind. So, uh, you know, what, what are you going to do? Um, yeah. 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 Things come up and you adapt. And uh, yeah. And I think most people are reasonable. And if you have somebody who's unreasonable again, maybe they shouldn't be in your group. Um, I know right now I have to adapt because I'm losing light. 
Yes, exactly. I was just going to say the light is going away. Yeah. Uh, so we'll leave it at that because we could talk about this forever about how to run a table. And we've actually talked about how to run a table early on or uh, early on. But uh, maybe we should do another episode uh, about this in more detail, about how you deal with conflict, how you deal with all those kinds of things, because in reality, it's kind of simple. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, what if some person comes to your house and you have to ask them to leave? Like, you know, that's, that, that people do that all the time. It's not yep. hard. Nope. Um, but uh, but thank you all for everyone uh, to everyone for watching and also for listening. Uh, I've actually had a few people comment uh, just in the past couple of weeks that they're very pleased we're doing an audio version because they can put it on and and uh, and have actually been taking notes, which I thought was weird. But hey, pearls of wisdom <laughs> from uh, the two wizards. But thank you all, and we'll see you next week. And uh, don't forget, at the end of the day, this is just a game. Bye, everybody. Later. Later.